The practice of gratitude is exactly that. It's a conscious practice where we actively go looking for the things that are good in our spouse and in our relationship. And when we do, it's a game changer for relationships. It dissolves resentments and contempt, and it shifts our habit of mind to see the positive in what we have. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charlotte Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So a little story time. Once upon a time, I got talked into or talked myself into doing a half Ironman. Mm-hmm. I think it was in, I don't know, 2008, something like that. So it's been a little bit. I'm not really sure why I did it, but I've, I've been an avid cyclist for years. So do, you know, I used to do a century, which was a hundred mile ride at least once or twice a year. And the swimming, I swam in high school. So I thought, well, you know, I probably won't drown. The one thing that I was concerned about really was the running portion. I was concerned for you. Yeah, I'm not. I was, really wasn't much of a runner. I followed a training program, gave myself about 12 months to get ready for this. But the running was the hardest part. My feet hurt. My knees hurt. My back hurt. and I looked like an absolute disaster when I was running. And I never, I wasn't fast enough. I just, I couldn't run long enough. And it was really, it was really just difficult for a really long time. And then I started to do it. I think I'd, I'd built up enough of my cardiovascular base that, that I could actually just start to pull it off. And then I actually started to like running. I started to like running. A that lot. was surprising. Yeah. It was surprising to watch you actually enjoy running because it was something you hated in the beginning. I absolutely hated running. And I thought that was going to be the no-go. And then I got to the point where I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, I, I tripped one time during training and sort of jacked my knee up and had injections and had surgery. I was able to do the triathlon because I'm a guy and we're idiots at the time. We pushed through it. Mm-hmm. So I did the half Ironman, which is um, so a mile swim, 50 mile bike ride and a 13.6 mile run. I never, after surgery, I never was able to get back to running. It just, it just hurt. It just never worked. So does that mean you regretted doing it because of the injury? Did No, no, I didn't regret it. I'd do it again if I could. But I think I regret not appreciating the journey more mm. when I was in it. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you guys can relate to that in your own life? Is there perhaps something that you've had, but you didn't know how good it was until you lost it? Maybe in the pursuit of something bigger and better, you became so focused on other things that you forgot to stop and appreciate what you had. Or maybe because of a negative perspective, like maybe in Robert's story, right? Maybe a negative perspective that you had at the time, because of that, you couldn't appreciate what was right in front of you. Yeah, I couldn't appreciate running until I didn't have it. And I think we all have these types of experiences. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know I definitely have too. In my other jobs, I guess, is running multiple businesses. I've always been curious about how appreciation affects human behavior. I've had many roles that have been responsible for managing lots of people, lots of different sites. I've been in charge of hiring and firing and staffing. I've built and you know sold 
physical therapy practices. And I'm, I'm responsible to be the person who generally has to have those hard conversations with mm -hmm. people. And I've always found it fascinating how appreciation can really impact every single relationship for my staff and then especially in my marriage. Yeah. So I've been keenly aware for a very long time that when we appreciate one another, regardless of the type of relationship, personal or work, that everything starts to work better. When I appreciate Charlotte, my marriage works better. When I appreciate the people that I work with, my work relationships are better. And you know, on that topic, something that is really interesting, the Department of Labor did an, a study a number of years ago where they asked employees why they left a job that they had been in. And the number one reason people reported leaving their jobs was because they didn't feel appreciated or valued. 64% of people actually said that, which is a huge number. They didn't leave for money. They didn't leave because they wanted to do a different type of work. The most important reason people left was that they didn't feel valued or appreciated. Yeah, that's that's actually been my experience. I, you know, we often hear this saying, which is people don't leave companies, they leave bad managers. Yeah, exactly. So one important distinction to make here is there's a difference between recognition mm -hmm. and appreciation. Oh, yeah, for sure. So recognition is different from appreciation. Recognition is more about what people do. So it's generally more related to their specific performance, for example. So like in your case with running in your in your triathlon and training for that, if I said I, you know, to you or if someone came up to you and they said, hey, you know, great job. You just did an 11 minute mile today instead of last week. You did you know, a 12 minute mile. So that's that's a great improvement. You know, good job. Keep up the good work. How, you know, how does that feel to you? Thanks. It, it, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. And, nice but it's nice to be recognized. Speaking specifically to his performance, right? Right. But appreciation, on the other hand, is more about who people are. It's more about their positive character. So if someone said to you instead, they came up to you in that same example, and they said, you know what, Robert, this what you're doing is really awe-inspiring. Oh. It's really amazing that you were able to overcome these obstacles and push through that self-doubt. And I'm really proud of you for following your training program and having so much dedication. And it's it's pretty courageous to do something like that. And that's really inspiring for me. How does that compare to yay, go minute, 11 minute mile? I mean, that's that's way better because you've made it personal and you've, you've made it about me as a person as opposed to just about my accomplishment. Exactly. So this distinction, this distinction between recognition and appreciation, what it does is it challenges us to look beyond how a person performed, you know, day to day and look more toward a personal and more meaningful way to appreciate them as a person. So this is also backed by some pretty solid research. There was a study at the University of Berkeley where they looked at what motivates productivity in employees. Mm -hmm. And they found that people that were recognized solely on their performance, recognition is good, they became 23% more productive. Not surprising, but what is surprising is they found that when people were appreciated or felt appreciated and felt valued for their character and who they were as a person and generally what they brought to the job, that they became 43% more productive. Ooh, that's a big difference. That's a big difference between recognition and appreciation. If you're getting 20% more effort out of the employee just by recognizing them as a person who they are rather than just what they do. Absolutely. 
So when we understand this, we start to look for ways to appreciate one another in such a way that isn't so conditional. It's And when we do that, it really makes a greater, more meaningful impact. Yeah. So what does this have to do with relationships and especially our marriage? Oh, I don't know. Maybe everything. Maybe everything. Okay. <laughs> One of the core pillars in our coaching model is appreciation. And it's the A in teamwork, which is our coaching model. And the reason why is that this is such an important pillar is because we know that appreciation changes the habit of the mind. It causes us to focus on the positive attributes in one another rather than focusing on the flaws or on the little mistakes from day to day. And couples who are successful and happy in their relationships appreciate one another more. Mm -hmm. And it's not because they're married to perfect people because, well, no one is perfect. No. Nope. No relationship is perfect, but successful couples have a habit of mind where they enjoy most of one another's behaviors and they learn to live with the rest. Yeah. And obviously the opposite is also true. When you see a relationship that's struggling, every little flaw they are noticing, every little flaw, every little imperfection, like it's on a billboard, on this giant flashing billboard, all they see when they're struggling in their relationship, all they see are those flaws. All they can notice are those little mistakes. Yeah, and we see that happening. So this is why it's no surprise that 94% of the time, couples who put a positive spin on their relationship are likely to have a successful relationship for years to come. Right, that's right. And largely, they do that through appreciation. Appreciation or gratitude, same thing. More than any other emotion has the power to shift us into a positive habit of mind where things that are good become really amplified and those little annoyances become little to nothing and have no power at all. It's always surprising how we can look past those small things. And other people make great big mountains out of the small things. Because they're in that negative perspective. Yeah, yeah. and that the truth. So John Gottman says that appreciation is the antidote for contempt, and it prevents the loss of respect, the loss of empathy towards one another, which enables us to overlook the small things. Exactly. And research has shown that the regular expression of love and admiration in a relationship actually predicts the long-term commitment and makes couples a lot more likely to embrace their differences, which is so important, rather than being focused on these little differences that can tend to drive a wedge between between a couple and cause them to drift apart. And bonus, this research has also suggested that there are a number of mental and physical benefits to appreciation and gratitude as well. In fact, research by Barbara Fredrickson at the University of South Carolina suggests that you'll actually live longer. Couples who lived in and built up positivity in their relationships lived about 10 years longer on average than those who didn't. Oh, I want to live 10 years longer. Yeah, me too. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. So the benefits of practicing gratitude are really almost un unlimited. I think that this has been something that has, in the last 10 years, really shifted in our relationship. I remember we were talking about that not so long ago. I mean, 10 years ago, but slowly, we just, we slowly been looking back and going like, what, like, what is that one thing that changed? And of course, if you'd ask us, it's never one thing, but we're like, why are things so much better. Mm -hmm. I remember we were driving one day and you asked that. You're like, what's so different now? What, what's the difference? Why do things feel so different now? 
And I think a lot of it really just came down to expressing gratitude for each other and gratitude for our relationship. Because the more we focused on the the things that were going right in our relationship, the more goodness we started to see. I like that. All right. So how do we do this exactly? How do we get to a place of appreciation and gratitude in our relationship when maybe right now we're feeling a little bit annoyed and maybe resentful? Yeah. And that could be where you're at. Yeah. And honestly, it's not always going to be easy if we're starting from a place of a very negative perspective, but I can promise you that it will be worth it. Just recently, it wasn't in our relationship, but just recently I had a situation with a family member that really hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was tough. And I was feeling resentment and reasonably so, you know, after something that had happened. And so I, I let a few days go on and I was feeling resentment. And I was like, sure, like, wait a minute, you know, stop. You need to practice what you preach. This thing that is bothering you and causing this resentment, this isn't hurting them. This is hurting you and hardening you. That doesn't mean it was easy to snap out of it in that moment, but I, I knew that it was important. I knew that it was important that I did it. And so what I did is I wrote a letter of appreciation, a letter of gratitude to this person for what I could find, like the gratitude that I could find. And I didn't send the letter, but I wrote it. And just by writing it, it helped the resentment to go away. So that's interesting. I didn't know until we were prepping for this episode that you'd actually written a letter. Mm-hmm. That then there was a you know, there's sort of a big change that came over you when you do that, when you did, when you did that specifically. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed that you weren't as frustrated by that situation. It was just a piece. So letter writing is interesting, especially when it comes to expression of gratitude. There was a study where they studied, you know, three different groups of people who were having mental health challenges. They had one group just sort of think positive thoughts. They had another group write letters of gratitude to anyone. They had another group that was their control group who didn't do anything. And in this group that they asked to write letters of gratitude, they noticed that they had less toxic emotions, they had less resentment, they had less envy. Fun little caveat when it came to this, only 23% of the people in that group that were writing letters of gratitude actually mailed the letters. So it's not the fact of actually mailing the letter, it's the fact that they spent time writing about their gratitude that made a huge impact on their mental health. So it's more about contemplating their gratitude than actually do anything about it. Right. Absolutely. That's cool. So you could say the first step towards shifting toward appreciation and gratitude is realizing that it's just very important. It's an important practice to do. Yeah. And we'll tell you that if you do this, according to all the research that we've seen, you are giving your relationship a 94% chance of long-term success. And so for us, that is a pretty compelling reason to have a gratitude practice. I like 94% chance. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right. So the next step is to renew your positive feelings and admiration and appreciation. Did you know that positive feelings that have been long forgotten can be renewed simply by thinking and talking about them? You can actually feel them again right now just by remembering them. When you do this, you dissolve negative emotions and you improve your connection with your spouse. There's an exercise that we're going to challenge you to do this week at home, and we're going to drop a blueprint for this exercise right in the show notes. And we'll also demonstrate it for you a little bit right now so you can see how it works. Okay, so this is one of the many gratitude exercises we use with clients. This exercise has six steps. Six steps, okay. Six steps. So So step number one. Step number one is to first think of three qualities that you admire and appreciate in your spouse or partner. Write them down. 
In the blueprint, we're going to give you a list of qualities that are going to help jog your memory. For example, for Sharla, the three qualities that come to mind are patience, partnership, and insight. Patience, partnership, and insight. So step two would be Robert would take those three items and he would pick one, just one to start with, and he would meditate or think about or contemplate that first attribute. So what you're going to do is you're going to think of that one first attribute and you're going to think about a time, preferably in the last week or near recent past, where your partner exhibited this quality. So you're going to float back to that time in your mind, looking through your own eyes, and you're going to see what you saw. You're going to hear what you heard and you're going to feel all the feelings that you felt at that time. Feelings in your body, hear the tone of your partner's voice, see their behavior and what they were doing. And here's the thing, the reason why this is so important. To your mind, there is no difference between reality and imagination. Every time you imagine something, you get to relive it and your body gets to experience all the same beautiful chemistry that it experienced at the time that you were actually experiencing it. So to your mind, there is no difference between this imaginary process and reality. So spend about three minutes here reliving this experience of your partner exhibiting this attribute. So this is perfect. Step three is you're going to open your eyes and then write it down. You're going to keep a journal or a Google Doc or open the notes app on your phone and write down your experience, those things. Write down the title. So maybe the title of my entry would be the time that Charlotte was patient with me. Perfect. And now all you do is go back and repeat that same process for attribute number two, and then attribute number three. So probably, so this is step five, the thing that we really feel is important is that you share this with one another. So get together and share your appreciation. I appreciate that you are patient with me. I noticed this week when you were patient. Take your time here and really share your story, those thoughts, those feelings that Sharla brought out when we were doing this visualization. This is an incredible opportunity to become vulnerable by sharing and building intimacy. And when you're done with all of that, the last step, step six, is to just take a moment and feel what you're feeling after doing this exercise and reflect. So notice how good it feels to give and to receive appreciation. Notice what positive emotions you are feeling. Notice how your appreciation level for your partner changes. Did Did those feelings increase? Do you want to feel like this again? And perhaps you'll even want to commit to making this a regular practice every week in your relationship. And consider and maybe just contemplate for a minute, what would that do for you if you did? What would that do for your relationship? Oh, I certainly hope that they do. Well, I never thought of training for the running portion of the triathlon as anything other than this thing that I just needed to get through, that I needed to endure, that I needed to get done. Something just that I had to go through. Rather, I wish I'd thought of it as something that I could enjoy. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, it's become something that I actually missed, especially when I was no longer able to do it. Mm. The practice of gratitude is exactly that. It's a conscious practice where we actively go looking for the things that are good in our spouse and good in our relationship. And when we do, it's a game changer for our relationship. It dissolves resentment and contempt, and it shifts our habit of mind to see the positive in what we have. 
So we invite you to give this a try this week. Come over and find us on social media and tell us about your experience. And if you're listening to this podcast, feel free to give us five stars. It helps us reach out to many more couples who need our help. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.